An excerpt from Astronaut, A Short History of Nearly Nothing by Amanda Palmer. I would tell them anything to see you split the evening, but as you see, I do not have an awful lot to tell. Everybody's sick for something that they can find fascinating, everyone but you, and even you aren't feeling well. And you may be acquainted with the night, but I have seen the darkness in the day. And you must know it is a terrifying sight, because you and I are living the same way. Pop-Tart. Hello. The massive chasm around you is pitch black. The columns from the city stretch down from the ceiling of the cavern all the way into the water and continue even past that. The entire city is basically duplicated down here in reverse. As far as you can tell, the entire floor of this cavern is a single creature. Okay. And you can see all of the columns from above are puncturing it. Oh, I understand. I understand. What I'm going to do is swim to the bottom, like the very, very bottom, and ask the sea to lower itself. That way none of the columns get damaged. You're going to make more space for it so it can just get out from under the columns. Yeah, and the columns won't be hurt because there are people in those. I don't want them to suffer. Yeah. You swim through the flesh god for what feels like forever. And when you pop out, it isn't earth at the bottom. Oh no. You find yourself in a starry sky, looking up at an alien world. So while Zeno's working on you, do you have any questions for him? Oh, I, you know, there's something that's been bugging me. I don't want to sound accusatory or anything. I'll, I'll be perfectly open. Why were you previously an overlord? Haha. <laughs> well, I didn't intend to be some mythical overlord figure, if that's what you're asking. I wanted to make life. That's... that's all. I wanted to create things, and I could not be contained. So, I suppose the original cause was that you just wanted to. You had the choice. Sometimes you don't need an explanation for the things that you do, Yuria. You can just do them. I think as soon as the surgery is over in like the upper observation deck, Gislin, who has been like quietly and methodically taking notes on quite a lot, is going to quietly slip out the front door while everybody is still distracted. So the day before all this, Yuria was writing a letter for Pop Tart, because Pop Tart never learned how to write. Rods don't need to know literacy. Gigslan, you helped me when nobody else could. You could have left me to die, but you didn't. Without you, I would still be lost in the desert, patiently waiting for Looking Glass to take me. It takes a strong man to put aside his allegiances to help someone in need, and by your deeds you have proven that you are, indeed, the strongest self alive. Thus, I come to you with a warning. If you continue to associate with Aurorialis, we will consider you an obstacle to be overcome. 
I know you well enough to know that that isn't something that'll scare you, but there's more. We will also consider night an obstacle, and all obstacles must be torn down. If you continue on this path, I will be forced to kill the woman you love. I don't want to cause you this pain. I don't want to rip her from your arms, but if I have to, I will. And Gislin just kind of stares at the letter for a second, and then crumples it up into a paper ball, and tosses it across the campfire he's sitting at to Knight, who he was reading it out loud to. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today is just me and Riley. Hello. Hello. So, where we last left off, Yuria, uh, Gislin Kedos, just disappeared. Um, you just got your, your work done. Your body rebuilding. Oh yeah, we should probably retcon something too that I brought up. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to, you wanted to go into that in more detail. I'll just remove it from the last session. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll just describe it this session, so. Yeah, that'll work. So, what happened? What do you look like after your, your remodeling? Alright, well, first of all, that arm that used to be Hex. Actually, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Xenos uh, has Hex's arm now, which is, might be good. Might oh, be so you be- gave him the old one? Yeah, I think that was probably for the best. Okay. We'll see. What can you do with it, really? <laughs> I mean, uh, actually, I know what Zeno would do with it. He'd probably tell you. He's just gonna put it in a little display case uh, with with a couple of other orc parts. Oh, just just memories of the past. Ah, huh. There's a tiny orc museum in like one side room of Zeno. Yeah, and uh, if uh, Wrath ever comes by, he'll just put a little cloth over that case and say, "Nothing there." No, I think he'd tell her. Well, that's a bridge we'll cross someday. Yeah. But yeah, here he is, arm. Uh, now she's back to having a panda arm, which is really nice. Um, it's very mechanical still. So you still have the compartments for her various tools, you know, her medical supplies, some of the supplies that she used for the pumpkin patch. And then... Okay, so there's stripes of artificial fur on there, but then there's also stripes... Well, it's also artificial, but it's uh, fiber optic fur. Which is really fun because it glows into different colors at times. Okay, so you your arm can glow. Pretty much. Alright. And the way I'm imagining all those tools you just mentioned is that they probably like flip out on your fingers. Oh, fingers, somewhere in the wrists, a la Spider-Man style. That'll be fun. Okay. I think that's a good indicator of how Yuri is feeling right now. She has a arm that she actually enjoys. It's it's finally hers instead of a repurposed part from somebody else. Right. Uh, and then if I remember right, you also are you keeping the scouter? Yep. Okay. Which is the the glasses made from the columnist eye? Yeah. Just something that pops out of her new ear. I mean, it's technically pretty much the same ear. It's got some faux fur on the outside. But if you look on the inside, it's still clearly metal. But, you know, that's just just how it had to be built with orc technology. You got, like, you got a green monocle that just pops down over your eye. Yep. Alright. And that's what's up with Yuria. And then she looks outside and... What the 
fuck is everyone? Yeah, everyone's just gone. I mean, there's a whole bunch of columnists everywhere. The the city has a population of maybe like four or five hundred people. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there's a. <laughs> there's all those people. They're still here, but all the people you know and care about all vanished on you. Gislin just flew off. Pan, you know where Pan went. Pan told you he was leaving. Um, so that's not that much of a shock, but Pop-Tart's just gone. That's one that worries me the most. Yeah. So you, you can search high and low, but you don't know where they went. I'm sure that she went to Ask Moon River at some point and... Okay, yeah. Probably didn't get much of an answer. Uh, yeah, Moon River is as cryptic as always and tells you something along the lines of... They're where they need to be. They'll return when they're ready. Oh, I thought you were going to rhyme that. They'll be back eventually. I'm not good at coming up with rhymes on the fly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not even going to bother. She just sings. Oh, oh, let's see. Well, shit. I'm in this city all alone. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly big city. Fairly big, especially for, you know, just a few hundred people. That's pretty impressive. Hey, you know, we should pro- If it's a big city, you know what they probably also have a big of? Library. Yeah? It's time to go learn it. So, let's go into the time scale here quick. The first day of these, these four days that everyone's gone. The first day you spent getting remodeled. The second day was searching for Pop-Tart. Day three, library time. Yep. Alright. That makes sense. It's probably a two-day checkout or something there. Who knows? Yeah, you find yourself a library. And unlike the private library of trouble, this one is actually a public library. Um, People are allowed to check out books and take them away as long as they return them within a week. Oh. There's also sections that require clearance, which you have no clearance. (laughs) Oh. Dang it. You have to be Doric to enter to to read some of the books, and Ionic to read other books, and Corinthian to read the most secret books. I mean, you can also be sneaky and read all the books if you're... what? If you're real sneaky about it. That's a rank all entirely different class. Anyway, here he is going to... well, hmm. I suppose the best way to find the book she's looking for is find a librarian. Okay. Well, you meet... Librarian. Uh, at this point, you're just gonna just ask them. I'm not even gonna guess the names, because at some point, I'm just gonna have that bite me right in the ass. Probably. Yes, hello, hi, hi. Hello! Librarian is a very round lady. Hi, um... What are you looking for, little one? Oh, I'm, uh... I would like to do some research on the veil. Hmm. Well, I can give you some entry-level material. And she points you to a couple of books about the basics of, like, what what is the veil? And easy children's metaphors for understanding the veil. Oh, dear. Ah, uh, unfortunately, that's something that... You probably already learned from Harbinger. However, I wanna let's see if I can go about this this way. So you're just gonna ask. Um, okay. So also, I have a question. Um, I'm kind of new here. If I want to further my research on veil study, 
Like, is there an organization I want to join, or...? Well, if you wanted to get acquainted with a god cell and learn more about the nature of the world, then you'd have to join the Order. Ah, yes. You can speak to Mayor about that, or any of the Ionic members. The Ionic Church can be found in the lower rings. I see. Um, thank you. Okay, Yuri's gonna turn around and, uh, and she's gonna think to herself, shit, was Knight an Ionic? Knight was High Doric, same oh. rank as Harbinger. Ah. Do, do you want to refresh around what the ranks are specifically? Yeah. Because this is, you probably find out just asking around the library. <laughs> yeah, there's probably an entry-level book on this too, so let's learn yeah. about that first. So the Columnist Order, uh, there are three ranks. There are the Dorics, which are the members who have most recently joined. It's where you start. Um, they receive the blessing and are taught the ways of the Column City. And they are granted a god cell and a basic understanding of the nature of magic. Once you advance high enough, you can become Ionic. The Ionics are teachers. They are the ones who spread the teachings, they recruit new followers, train the Doric Order, and manage the work done by Doric members. Um, then the Corinthians are the highest ranking members of the Order, and they are the ones who have built a column themselves, adding to the city's power and committing themselves to stay here and continue the cycle of the Column City. Once you become Corinthian, you're no longer allowed to leave. Oh. That is, you are dedicating your life to the city. So most of the columnists you see elsewhere in the world are Doric, with a couple Ionic missionaries here and there. I wouldn't be able to at least get to Ionic, but I think what Yuri is looking for might be in Corinthians. I mean, if you just want more Veil stuff, joining the Order as a Doric Knight will actually get you access to all the magical teachings. Magic is actually low on the tier of secrets in the Column City. Which probably says a lot about the nature of secrets in the Column City. Oh dear. Yeah, like, Knight and Harbinger are only Doric Order, and you've seen the crazy stuff they do. Yeah. In order to get into the Doric... I'm not sure how long that initiation thing is, and also it's not something I think I want to actually commit to. So... You might have to do a little sneaking. Alright. Well, the only person here in the library is Librarian. Um, actually, probably a couple other people wandering here and there, but she's the only worker here that you can see. She's probably the only one I've talked to, so as long as I can yeah. avoid her gaze, I should be fine. Um, let's see, what did you say? I I would need a cell beast for Ionic, or no, Doric? You would need to get a beast in order to perform magic the columnist way. Um, which you are granted one if you become a member of the Order. Do, do the other people here have cell beasts as well? Anyone else? Um, most of them do, not all. Oh. Hmm. Not everyone brings their beast everywhere. Oh, okay, that's... So I don't have to worry about that yet. Okay. Um, if you want to try and sneak into somewhere, there is a move for that. We can roll to get away if you want to try to get to the, the secret books. Get away is grace. That's not a good stat. It's a great stat. It's not a great stat for me, I mean. <laughs> okay, well, I seem to always roll a 7 to 9, so... I guess the, my main goal is that you get there quietly, drawing no attention. 
Which means you don't avoid harm. Alright. I can work with that. I'm sure it'll be fine. Alright, so you get there quietly, you sneak past the librarian and manage to find a more complicated book on magic. Uh, you find something... You find a book that draws your eye. A book on sorcerers. People who perform magic without the aid of the flesh god. Oh. I'm sure nothing will go wrong if I open this book. Ow, paper cut! <laughs> no. No, that's not where you're going to get your harm <laughs> from. Alright, well, let's open her up. You're going to get your harm from the part where it says that all sorcerers, uh, the only sorcerers, known sorcerers, are people who have died and come back. Uh... People who returned from the dead, who have been through the veil and come back, can be a sorcerer. And you know who has come back? Ghosts. Also ghosts. Yes, there's a whole chapter on the nature of ghosts. And also the weaknesses of ghosts. Um, Wait, weaknesses? Yeah. It turns out that not having a body comes with consequences. A ghost can only exist if they believe themselves to exist. They are literally fueled by their own magic. If you catch them in, like, a mental quandary, a moment of doubt, you could they could snuff out of existence, just wink away, and then they're gone forever. So being a ghost, for however long Aurora Alice has been a ghost, means that she has never once had a moment of doubt since dying. Which might explain a few things, like how she can't change her plan. Yeah. This is... Definitely going to be important information. Also, damage one of your stats because this revelation makes you realize, oh, that's me. Ugh. Yeah, being reminded of two deaths is not good. Reminded of your mortality. Alright, let's... <laughs> appropriately, let's damage Grace. Okay, sounds good. To go further into that, as you're, you're not a ghost, though, you're a sorcerer. Sorcerer magic is wild and unrestrained. They often don't know they're doing it. And it just kind of happens around them. They have trouble focusing their magic without a god cell to, like, help them envision it. They're not, they're not trained. They're not focused like the columnists are. Oh, this is bad. It's making it sound like sorcerers are awful. Yeah, kind of. It's almost like having unconstrained, uncontrolled power over magic can cause problems. Yeah, what harm could come from magic just firing off wildly? Who would know? You feel a rumble deep in the distance. Uh-oh. It passes quickly. But the whole city felt it. Ugh. You're not sure what that was. I'm gonna assume it was one or the other two. And maybe three? Here you flips back to the section on ghosts. You know, Harvey did have a mission. Yeah? Yeah, they did. You know, it's really hard to think Pop-Tart is wrong or something, because I think Yuri has been the one that's been most trusting of Pop-Tart. But, you know, the whole thing about the veil is that it's a realm of possibility. Well, what Pop-Tart told you is what Moon River told Pop-Tart. So if Pop-Tart's wrong, Moon River's wrong. 
or your misunderstanding. I mean, I... From what I heard, Wind River just... It's really hard to understand in the first place. <laughs> She's kind of cryptic, yeah. Kind of on purpose. Um, to, to recap for the folks at home, what Pop-Tart had told Yuria is that Harbinger didn't exist anymore. And you know what? Actually, that's going to make you realize something. Has there been an Aurorealis before that goes to Aurorealis? Not that anyone knows. You have heard nothing about her in her life. That might be an important thing to find out. Who Aurorealis was, and why she went on this crusade against the dragons and plunging the earth into cold, why that was so strong that she came back. This book on sorcerers didn't really answer too much for me, so... Well, what else are you hoping to find? Let's let's start there. What's the goal? Okay, so the thing about sorcerers it said was that it was about magic unrestrained. Yes. Well, a person that manages to do come back was able to control their power. Well, there's lots of stuff about controlling the veil, but it's all about through the lens of the flesh god using right. using one of the beasts to focus your mind. And that's where we narrow it down. Someone who isn't a colonist, someone who isn't a halfling, someone who came back, but is able to... There actually are, like, no books on halflings here, which is weird. Weird? Really? Wow. The way that halflings do magic is different. <laughs> like, there's a couple of books about the topic, but nothing in depth like you're getting with sorcerers, or like you're, like the hundreds of books on the nature of veil magic and trying to accomplish different things with, with the beasts. Well, unfortunately, I didn't look up anything when we were at Troubles Library, so... Well, I don't know. Would she have had... She probably wouldn't have had a lot on halflings either. I don't. I think a lot of th- people don't write about halflings. <laughs> They're not a culture that writes about themselves. They seem more like a folk legend sort of people. Yeah. Like, if there's writing about halflings, it would be about, like, specific halflings. Like, there might be a book on Pop-Tart in the Dwarven Nunnery. Ah... So it's kind of like a side quest where you go into each town and you find a single book on each... <laughs> you find the one plot important book in every city, right? Right. I need to remember this for the Fellowship RPG. <laughs> so you're trying to like find information on how to control your power. Right. If there's anything about control without a cell beast. Okay. I think you can find a book on ascetism. And the nature of using meditation and mental control to focus your mind. Although, if you want anything specific, you're the one who just picked up a command lore move, not me. <laughs> ah, let's see. We have all these books, like, yeah, this is how magic is done, and clearly it's working with the colonists, but... Do you want to try to sneak in deeper to the Corinthian books? The secret books? I'm sure nothing will go wrong with a damn... Well, hold on. I have other moves to try to get in there. You do have other moves. You don't have to try get away again. Right. If you have something else. Uh, I'm... Let's see. I do have a plus three in sense, so I can look closely. Ew, I'm rolling poorly. Uh, that's still seven, but I rolled two and two, so... So, that's two questions? Yes. Is something hidden or out of place? If so, it looks suspicious. Yeah. You can tell that all of the bookshelves in this library are made of a specific, are made of the same kind of like stone as the columnist rock. Um, except you notice that there are a couple bookshelves here and there that are wood. And 
through through some figuring things out, you find out that there is a secret pattern to the books on the wooden bookshelves, and that if you pull them in the right order, you'll open a secret staircase behind one of them. Hmm. Alright, and for my second question, uh, tell me about this hidden passage. How could it hurt me, and how could it help me? How could it hurt you is, um, if you're going into it, you can't exactly leave it open behind you. Or else someone will know that you are in there if they see it. So you'll have to close the door behind you, and then you'll be in pitch black darkness on a staircase. Which you have a glow-in-the-dark arm now, so that's not a problem. You'll be able to see. Yeah. You brought your own flashlight. But it does mean that you're going to be locking yourself past that room with no easy escape. How could it help you is that there's only good things behind secret doors. <laughs> Your instincts as a treasure hunter know this. It's hidden for a reason. It's got to be good. Nobody's watching. Let's go in and close the door. Alright, you shut it behind you, and there is a little clicking sound as it snaps back shut. With your light back on, you see that you don't see a way to open it back up from the inside here. You'll either have to find another way out, or maybe break the wall down to get back out. Oh, right, because Yuriel does have plus one in blood. Well, blood isn't even the... You, you don't even roll for that. You just have a robot arm with super strength. Oh, right. We'll worry about that later. Let's go, I assume, down these stairs. You head on down these stairs, and you find a small secret room with a single bookshelf, maybe three dozen books on it, not too much. But before you look too closely, you see that there is an orb of blood floating in the middle of the room. Slightly dripping. Oh, that does not look pleasant. You can tell that this is one of the flesh god beasts. It is a blood beast. Oh. So here I was just going, ew, a hoof beast, ew. Now we have an actual blood beast. Yup. Oh, great. Um, hmm. You'll have to do something about it, because it's in the. If you want to get to those books, it is clearly guarding them. How to get past this beast? Um, let's see. How did I usually get past Dog? Oh, wait, that's right. I usually just cowered in a corner. Yeah, usually didn't. Ah, let's see. Could I try talking? You could try talking to it. It's just a question of whether it would be able to talk back or understand you. Wonder. Oh, I know what to do. So Yuri's gonna take out... Because she's still been carrying it, that little effigy of Harbinger. Okay. And she's gonna try to... Channel into the colonists' like mindset, I suppose, about how they were able to talk to communi- commune with their own soul beast. I'm gonna raise a bond with Harbinger for the power of friendship to give me a, to make that useful. Okay, so you're gonna try and like fake the psychic link that the colonists have. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then I suppose, would that just be an advantage for a talk sense to ask it to... Just roll the talk sense, yeah. Yeah. That will allow you to make the roll. Six and a one, so that's ten. Okay. 
Okay, so you've done all them a favor, and they will do as you ask. So what do you want from them? Uh, I would like to be able to read these books without you know, either of us getting each other's Okay. Name. So as you, as you walk down the stairs a little bit and show yourself to it, um, it kind of like ripples and little blood splatters get all over the floor before being pulled back into oh, it. Oh, I was going to oh, okay. I was going to say, oh, is yeah. that, are you alright? Oh, you're just okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and you, you ask it if you can, if you can check out those books. And it, it looks like it starts to like vortex and spin a little bit. And then it calms back down and it just kind of goes back to how you saw it and it's just floating tranquilly in the middle of the room. What a nice curvy boss. <laughs> it's not going to bother you. At least not right now. Okay, well I don't want to overstay my welcome so let's see what I can find here. So what are you looking for specifically? Because um, whatever it is, there's probably a book specifically on that. We found out about sorcerers, so... We're trying to find any details of the use of magic without the use of calmest ways. I'm gonna say you find two books on, like, an introduction to sorcery and then advanced sorcery. And then a third... It looks like there should be a third book in the series, but it is missing from the shelf. Oh. Dang it. But yeah, sorcery is very much magic outside the bounds of commonly accepted veil practices. Or columnist practices. So that's why they're here in the forbidden section. Oh, giddy. So I definitely am forbidden. So if you want to just steal those two and we can we can figure out what those are about later. Yeah, let's uh Let's get out of this room. Yeah. And as you look around, there isn't another well no. No, there is one other exit. There's another door next to the bookshelf. You could leave that way, or you could try to go back up through the library. Oh. I want to peek through this other... Well, trying to go through the other... Through the library was... Kind of, uh... Would probably be bad. So, let's, let's take a peek at this other door. Out this other door, you see what looks like a... Very fancy room... It is clearly um, a Corinthian columnist's personal chambers, like someone's bedroom. Very fancy, you say? Very fancy. There's like a four-poster bed, some really nice end tables, a fireplace. Gee, I, I wonder who this might be. Oh, wait. Do I know that Mayor is a Corinthian? I don't know. Mayor is the highest Corinthian. Oh. So... There we go. Yeah, you probably know that. <laughs> They're the head of the current head of the the city, basically. Hence, mayor. I mean, for such a luxurious bedroom, certainly quite a humble title of just mayor, I suppose. But I mean, as much as it is a place of mystery and secrets, it is also kind of a socialist utopia. Everyone's needs are met, and nobody wants for anything here. It is a relatively equal paradise. Other than the mysterious cult with its tiered structure order and the strange god they worship. Yeah, that's... Mm, yeah. 
So yeah, they are a relatively humble people. Well, still, I don't think I want to make myself unwelcome just yet. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to get back to the library, but I don't want to... Is there a book alarm? Did I see a book alarm on my way in? <laughs> I... No. That's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> Alright. You just need to make sure a librarian doesn't see you with these books. I mean, I got the cloak on, so... Yeah, you do have your, your emerald columnist cloak. In retrospect, a public library is probably really easy to steal <laughs> books from in the columnist city. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well... I'm sure, I'm sure that's a problem that, that she deals with. Well, I mean, on the other hand, you know, I live in a very small town myself, and everyone kind of knows each other, so it's like... Yeah. You can send somebody to say, hey, you're... This is... Yeah. Unless you don't know who took the books, because they're all wearing robes. Or well, I, or well, well. On the other hand, I mean more of this. You don't want to stain your reputation here, usually. Yeah. And yeah. When there's only so many people. Yeah. So what do you want to? What do you, What's your next course of action? Do you want to try to sneak out through Mayor's place, or try and figure out how to reopen the secret door from the inside? Oh, we are going to. Well, first of all, I should probably make note of this little secret room because. It's going to be important later, the fact that the mirror has an easy access to a very hidden bookcase. I suppose I didn't see anything else that was that caught my eye that unrelated to the veil, but... Um, let's see. Besides the bookshelf and the blood beast, there is a couple of fancy armchairs and, like, a little table with a crystal ball on it. Um, that looks to be the same as your eye. Your, your, the eye artifact, the green glass one. Oh. There's one of those on the table. When I used that eye for the first time, I was able to see Harbinger. So I wonder... Is it possible to use the... Oh, wait a minute. What if I use the eye to look into the mayor's room? You can use... The the eye from either your scouter or the one on the table, they'll function identically. Oh, I was going to say, is there a thing <laughs> that I can do to look through both at the same time? You could you could look at both. You have two eyes. You could look at both at the same time. Well, I, hold it. I don't hold know why you'd want to. Hold one in front of the other. See what that does. I suppose nothing. Ah, <laughs> oh. it it does nothing beyond the original one. The first one obscures your vision of the other. All right. Well. You, you can't magnify the magnification. Dang. Oh well, yeah, let's let's try to look and see if the mayor is in his bedroom or near, I suppose. Where is he? Mayor is currently in his tower, but not in his bedroom. Oh. Wait, this is a tower? Shit. Welcome to the Column City. They're all towers. It's towers all the way down. Yeah, just be one of the fact that this is probably near the top and if I go in there, I'd have to go past him. I don't think I can just say, Hey, buddy, what's up? I'm sure that would go great. Let's try to find a way to unlock lock this uh, one door. What do you got? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Let's look at the wall around the door. Okay. I'm just going to say right now that there is no way to open this door from the inside. Oh. It's only meant to be open from the library side. Shoot. However, you're an engineer, and solving problems like that is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I was just more worried that since the calm, you know, calm city and isn't from the... I mean, if it is mechanical, then I can easily overcome it, so I do have the tools. It is mechanical, yes. So with time, you could make a way to open it, or you could force your way out with your super strength, as we talked about before. Or you could try the sneaky way and try to get through Mayor's place. The plan is, I think I'm going to try to... Un- Let's reverse engineer the door so that I can open it from the inside. However, I also want to then try to see if I can scry where Librarian is, so I... To especially make sure that... That you don't open it onto somebody? Yeah. yeah. Alright, roll plus blood to overcome. That's a good stat. Well, sort of. That's a six. That was not good. I am rolling bad. <laughs> okay. So, as you're... It takes you time to reverse engineer the door, as we discussed. Um, and as you're, as you're tinkering with it, you hear the door below you open up. Uh-oh. And Mayor enters the secret library room. Oh. Am I hidden still? Uh, you're at the top of the staircase, but there's nowhere to hide. Um, just, if he looks up the staircase, he'll see you. If he does not, he won't. Well, let's see. I need to weigh this in, because... Unless there is a really super hidden way of unlocking this door, he won't look up here. But on the other hand, he might just look up here out of looking around. Especially if he knows his book's missing. Yeah, he's looking at his bookshelf right now. Okay. And you can hear him talking to his blood beast. Okay. Let's see if I can conjure up, uh... So you remember how I did the flashbang on the Goose Hydra? Yes. I want to do that in... Somewhere in the mayor's bedroom. I don't know where. You're just gonna just make an explosion in his bedroom? Yeah, I'm... I'm okay. kind of on a high from the Metal Gear Solid Five, So this is just like the magazine trick. Alright, roll keep them busy. Alright, that is a good stat. <laughs> I just say again, I'm going to cheat myself. Oh, that's a 12. Alright, there we go. So, so as you're, as you're prepping the spell you hear in your mind, Oh, did someone check out a book, Blood Beast? Who was it? Where did they go? I don't think I authorized any checkouts today. And then there's an explosion and Mayor jumps and like the blood beast ripples and the blood beast slams through the door to the bedroom and Mayor like shuffles out after it. Also, I think he probably could tell that was Harbinger's like almost felt like Harbinger. Well, Veil Magic feels the same as Veil Magic. Oh, oh dang. Oh well. It got him busy, so that's alright. Yeah. Also, I- so after that you just kinda like quick finish, push open the door, slam it behind you, you're back in the library. Um, slamming it behind you caught attention, but nobody saw you. But librarian starting to shuffle over your way. Oh dear. Um, While you have two books in hand. It's it's time to beat feet. (laughs) And you run your way out of the library. With With your two new books in hand. You know, I'm starting to think that this is kind of a callback to the fact that Yuria probably learned engineering from stealing books when she was a kid, which is how she got... Yuria's kind of a thief, I don't know if you've noticed. 
I mean, I did kind of notice. I just stole two points. <laughs> it's kind of her big skill. I mean, I'm just saying, this is probably how she got into the whole adventure. She probably knew how to defeat Hex because she knew some advanced engineering and able to feed him. Mm-hmm. So we've gone full circle in the whole stealing books. Alright, and so Yuria finds a secluded place to bunker down and start reading up on the nature of sorcery. Yeah. But while you're doing that... Back below Column City. Pop-Tart. Hello! You swim through the Flesh God for what feels like forever. And when you pop out, it isn't Earth at the bottom. Oh no. You find yourself in a starry sky, looking up at an alien world. Cool. The Flesh God is large beyond comprehension, and this isn't the only place it exists. You just swam through to another planet. Okay, number one, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I just realized something. Yeah? How am I going to get back? <laughs> that's a very good question. There isn't water here. You are just standing on the Flesh God, which appears to be like a flesh forest in this place. Oh my god, I, I just launched myself into space. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, there's. It's just an entire forest, a ton of weird trees and shapes and such extending as far as you can see in every direction. And the, are there any um, sort of identifiable landmarks, like anything I could use to navigate? Or is it just flesh forest? It's ever shifting, so no. Like, as you watch, you can see the trees are kind of, like, moving around its surface and different ones are growing in and different ones get eaten by different teeth beasts and wing beasts and... Okay, well, luckily this isn't scary. <laughs> Pop-Tart cannot be scared. Luckily, you're just in a horror landscape. It's not scary. Yeah, it's not scary. It's fine. Okay. Wait. I've got it. I'm so smart. <laughs> I know. What's up? I'd like to use my address book, please. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yes, you can still feel Guardian on the other side. Yay! So you can use Guardian as a beacon to swim back through the Flesh God. Yay! I am not lost in space. Uh, you don't have to go back now, but when you do, you'll take a damage doing it. Okay. But you can stay here for a little longer if there's something you want to do in in an alien space god, but it's up to you. I don't know what you could do here, I'm just offering the idea. You don't have to run back immediately. Can I just, like, put my hand against one of the trees and, like, just try and communicate with the flesh god somehow? Uh, the flesh god speaks in that garbled nonsense that you heard the the guardian say. And also, I think you're kind of too small for it to notice. You're kind of insignificant compared to the scale of the Flesh God. I mean, that's fair. Let's see. How can I get Flesh God Senpai to notice me? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can see why the columnists worship this thing, though. Oh yeah, this thing's cool. And it grants wishes on top of that. I've got it. Okay. 
I have a bag of golem calls. Oh god! You're gonna make a flesh golem. I'm gonna make a flesh golem, something huge. Like, it might take all of the calls to do, but I'm gonna make something huge that, like, the flesh god would notice. This is such a terrible but excellent idea. Man, Pop-Pop just has so many ways around situations. So you place the first golem core against the tree, and it pulls it in and starts making basically a tree golem. Um, but we're, we're in a forest, so it starts grabbing all the other wood up, and basically, you basically exfoliate the surface of the flesh god. I'm, I'm sure they needed it. Just pluck up all the plant life from it and make this big tangled vine and wood golem. That gets up to maybe like a hundred feet tall. It is massive. Before the core can't take anymore. It has been filled up. Okay. But you have made up. You have basically stolen a huge chunk of the flesh god. Okay, that should get them to notice me a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna jump on top of my golem. From up here, the flesh god doesn't seem so chaotic and random. Okay. You look down, and you can see that it is forming shapes deliberately and intentionally, and that there is a pattern to the madness. What kind of pattern? Like, does it look like anything I'd recognize, like words or places or something? It looks like it's kind of, like, swirling about, like there is a, like, things become things in an order and for a reason to form a larger cohesive whole that is, like, impossible to see from down there. Okay. Which is also impossible to see in the sealed sea because it's so dark. But from up here, you can see... Well, it noticed you. Hi! A giant eye forms and stares at you from the distance. And you can see that the flesh god is, as far as you can tell, covered this entire planet. Neat. And basically, the planet's surface curls up to look at you. And the art for this episode is going to be insane. <laughs> and it forms a mouth, but it speaks in that gobbledygook that you don't understand. And it dwarfs you. Even your massive golem is nothing compared to the size of the flesh I god. mean, that's fine. I just wanted them to notice me. Yeah. Um, well, they've noticed you. Can I translate through the golem? No. The golem's intelligence is still the core that speaks in the, the same way that Halt did so long ago. I'm gonna pet the golem in memory of Halt. Ah, the Jolem. Anyway, um... Okay, so I'm gonna stand up real tall and, like, puff my chest out and try and look all official and everything like that. I'll even pull down my hood. You're not wearing your hood, actually. Oh yeah, naked. Yeah, you're running around in just your bloomers. Okay. Your bloomers and your cami. Do I know this is the Flesh God? Well... Yeah, it's something, alright. And... The story of Utopia, like, trapping them down here, is that a thing that is, like, known among the halflings, or is that something that I wouldn't know? I feel like Utopia keeps most of her business on the down low. So no, I don't think you would know the, the story of Utopia trapping the Flesh God. 
Um, so from from Pop Tart's perspective, the col- perspective, the columnists are keeping the Flesh God tra- pinned with their their co- many columns. Okay. And I think that's the whole story, as far as you can tell right okay, now. Okay, that's all I need for the story. I'm going to like yell as loud as I possibly can, just to make sure that all of it hears me. I am the Halfling Pop Tart of the River Pop Tart, and I am here to free you. The flesh god kind of curls up closer, and a massive arm of teeth and fangs rises up and attempts to swat you. Uh, okay. I'm just going to hop over that one. <laughs> well, if you hop away, your golem is gets instantly reabsorbed back into the flesh god. I, I mean, I'm just going to hop to dodge the the thing. I mean, it's it's pretty large and slow moving, right? I'd, I'd probably be able to figure out what way it's going. Yes, you you can avoid it. I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're doing that, then you are losing the golem. So I have to stay on the golem. Well, you have to do something else to protect the golem if you want the golem to survive. If you if the golem doesn't matter, you still have several golem cores. Um, That's true. It's it's going to get reconsumed. Okay, I will repeat myself. I am Pop-Tart. I am the Halfling Pop-Tart of the River Pop-Tart, and I am here to free you. And the Flesh God... I don't think it understands the concept that you're offering. Freedom isn't something it desires or needs. But it's a, it's a living thing. It doesn't need to be trapped down here. Trapped where, exactly? Uh, everywhere. We're on a space moon. <laughs> everywhere. If it like if it wants to be here, that's fine. But it should at least have the choice, right? It does not understand you. There's a reason that there's a halfling for the 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 columnist to talk to instead of the flesh god. Maybe I should have talked to them instead. The various wildlife upon its surface starts converging upon you, and it seems a little bit hostile now. Now that you've caught its attention. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm gonna swim back. Pop Tart out. Yeah. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I don't. I, I'm not fighting the flesh god any longer, and you're going to have to deal with a. Tooth beasts and wing beasts and hoof beasts and arm beasts all attempting to actually harm you. Uh, so do I damage another stat to get out? Yeah, damage another stat to swim through it. It's not... This isn't a trip you can make easily. It hurts. Okay, I'm going to damage sense because none of this was a good idea. No, it was pretty bad all the way through. Um, with your address book, with your, with your halfling radar, you detect guardian, you swim back towards them. And you get back to the sealed sea. After swimming for what feels like forever again. How long have I been down here anyway? At least three days. When you get back up, Diver is not here anymore. Okay. And when you swim back up, you find that the the little stone platform with the lantern also isn't there. It went back up via elevator. So there is no place to hop out. Uh, sure there is. I have sticky feet. It's true, you can climb any of the columns, but I mean, the way you got in is currently closed. <laughs> I'll just find another way out, it's fine, I'm kind of good at that. Okay. So I'm going to look at the, look at the Guardian, 
and I'm going to make one of my patented Pop-Tart promises. Okay. When I am more powerful, I am going to come back and free you both. I will look forward to the attempt. Goodbye, Pop-Tart of the Tartland. Goodbye, Guardian of the... What? What is this place? We are in the Sealed Sea, as the colonists call it. I know a colonist, you know. I could ask them about this. I'll do everything I can to try and... to try and free you two. You, you don't deserve to be down here. At least... at least not by anybody's will other than your own. I will look forward to the attempt. Anyway, my friends are on the surface, and I don't know how long I've been here, so I should maybe go and let them know I'm alive. But I will be back, I promise. I will look forward to it. And then I'm gonna, you know, give the... Give the Guardian a wave and hop on up through the shaft. It takes you a little while to find an exit, but you do. And I'm probably covered in all manner of weird, weird liquids. Debris. Like, there's there's probably a hand in my hood, or... I'm not wearing my hood, goddammit. A hand in your hair. (laughs) Yeah, a hand, like, you know, some fingers, like, caught in the curls of my hair. And then I think that'll be it, then. Uh, You come back up to the Column City... And I don't know what you'll find there. Like, that achieved nothing. (laughs) It achieved a lot of lore, and it was cool. (laughs) Yeah. Problem solving with (laughs) Pop-Tart. It also gave you another goal, which Pop-Tart always needs more of, I guess. Listen, Pop-Tart just wants to help everybody. This will be something fun to talk about with Rue later. Oh, that's true. 